So, Curtis, you said in the hallways of the newsroom earlier that you didn't hear Governor Kathy Hochul mention immigrants or migrants in her speech yesterday, her state of the state. But that's not true. In fact, Governor Hochul said our policies must lift more people into the middle class and give them the same opportunities my immigrant grandparents had. She also said that they need to create new avenues for immigrant entrepreneurs and that immigrant entrepreneurs play a critical role in driving New York's economy. So what's going on here, man? You said if you're wrong, you're gone. Yeah, but you're a dimrod because I was talking about the fact that Eric Adams, swagger man with no plan, mayor of the illegal aliens, went up there specifically to get money from the governor for the illegal aliens, correct? Wasn't that his number one priority? He failed again in that mission. So you see, you're trying to set me up for failure. No, 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 no. Talk about how Eric Adams went up there again with the tin cup. And you know what they, what he came back with? Belly button lint. Belly button lint. And you're a real dimrod. What is this dimrod term? I've, I mean, I've heard of nimrod before. Yeah, well, right? that's an idiot. That's a jerk. So you can imagine how much worse a dimrod is. <laughs> I don't think I could go into more specifics. The FCC might knock us off the air. Okay, all right. And also, you were blaming me for your itch, which is an ongoing saga here. Your itch continues. Now you're saying that maybe my yogurt has something to do with it? Yeah, because yogurt has bacteria, a variety of viruses breed in yogurt. By the way, I'm not the only one with an itch. You have our owner-operator, John Kansimatidis. He's got a bad itch. I've got a bad itch. How come it's just the both of us? Could it be that WABC stands for Always Broadcasting Curtis and Always Broadcasting Kansimatidis? Ah. I mean, that makes sense. Or yeah. maybe because we sit in the same chair when we broadcast. That also makes a lot of sense. Although I don't sit on his lap when we happen to be on the same show. Just want you to know. Just want you to know. Oh, by the way, uh, I noticed in your newscast, oh, the House hearing reeling from the Hunter stunt. First of all, I thought it was a really good stunt. As somebody who admires a good stunt, Hunter Biden bogarting uh, the hearing uh, that was basically about him. He decided, I'm coming in. I'm not going to do a deposition. I, I want to air out my laundry right here. And then he stormed off when, uh, who was it? Uh, some uh, Looney Kazuni from Parts Unknown uh, started asking questions. But you think that was big, that confrontation? Yeah. You know what happened in the hallways of WABC just yesterday in the kitchen? I have it on very good authority, and I'm so proud of him. My partner on left versus right, although my former partner, Anthony Weiner, because it seems that John Katzmatidis has bogarted me. He is now the person who is going to be debating Anthony Weiner every Saturday from 4 to 5. Apparently, while Bill de Blasio was fixing his hair, you know, putting the uh, Esquire shoe dye in his hair to do his interview. Uh, who's the real estate woman again? What's her name? Uh Stephanie. Uh, no, not Stephanie. Come on, Suzanne Miller. Suzanne right? Miller. Get get your names Sorry, right. Right? You're the I news apologize. guy. What a what a hillbilly. But anyway, apparently Suzanne Miller was preparing to do the podcast interview with Bill De Blasio, and he was getting all dolled up, you know, putting the Esquire black shoe polish in his hair. And Anthony Weiner approached him in the kitchen, had some words for him. Mm. And apparently Bill de Blasio was eye-fornicating Anthony, staring and glaring. It looked like it could have been a punch-out. Wow. But I'm not giving you anything more. You can hear about it more on Friday. Oh, i got to hear more about no. this. you got to tell me. No, no, I'm not at liberty to say right now. I will reveal everything on Friday. Oh, it's so good. 
and you know, this is good. This is good revenge because I remember we were at Inner Circle, first time Anthony was um, appearing here at WABC with me as his partner. And that's when all you the, reporters are there, you're tuxedoed up. Yeah, it's like a parody show. Yeah, you parody, parody, although this mayor never shows up until the very end, Eric Adams. How dare you parody me? You know who I am? I was sent by God. Right. God damn, why did you do this? Why did God do this to us? But anyway, I, I digress. Yeah, yeah. So Bill de, Blas- circle. Bill de Blasio's making the rounds in his tux, and he's putting his hand out at the WABC table of John and Margo. Anthony Weiner sitting there. I'm sitting. I walked away. I gotta shake that guy's hand. He single handedly destroyed this city that I love. And then all of a sudden, Anthony Weiner just stands up, you know, out of respect. Puts his hand out. Right, going for the handshake. Bill de Blasio just dissed him right there, walked right past him. Like oh, wow. Anthony was a person of no consequence. Wow. You don't do that to somebody from Brooklyn, born and raised. Not a fake, phony, f- fraudulent Brooklynite like Bill de Blasio. <laughs> Mr. Cambridge, Massachusetts. The Red Sox fan. Uh, not only that, changed his name from uh, Vona von Wilhelm. Oh, I'll never win an election with a German last name. So let me take the maiden name of my mother, even though my brothers and sisters never changed their name. And then he blamed his father, said his father was a brute, even though he was a war hero in the Pacific, I believe actually lost a leg in the Battle of Iwo Jima. How could What a disgraciado, what a shanda. And Anthony got him good. So what did Anthony I'm say? I'm not going to say anything more. you got to be listening on Friday. I was so proud. A wiener. He gave it him right back. And I'm just going to leave it at that. Okay. So make sure you're here on Friday. Make sure you don't call in like the hillbilly you are claiming you have a fever in your foot or the Passaic River is cresting. And, you know, you got to get your rowboat out there and go hillbilly hand fishing in the Passaic because the tide is up. Everybody out there, you don't want to be missing this on Friday. I am going to let everybody know. Oh, even Wrong Way Lou Rafino is very interested. What went on here at WABC? When that disgraziata, that shanda, comrade Bill de Blasio, the part-time mayor, the dope from Park Slope, was he soiling the house of WABC? This is the Riffin' Reed featuring Curtis Lewa. Now to the Bernard McGurk Studios of 77 WABC and Curtis Lewa. This is the Riffin' Reed. We gotta keep searching, searching. Keep searching, keep searching, old classic uh, Justin Ellick. Keep searching, searching, searching. The big story in the country is about how Lloyd Austin, who was Secretary of Defense, was MIA, missing in action for five days. We learned later he checked himself into Walter Reed Army Hospital. He had prostate cancer operation. I've had that. 
Worst mistake you could ever do, don't get your prostate taken out. There are so many other remedies. Trust me, out of the many mistakes I've made in my life, the worst mistake to have my prostate removed. And just think, we broadcast uh, in the studios of Bernard McGurk, who we miss dearly. He would have been alive today if he just simply got a PSA test, a blood test, a prick of the finger. Nothing to be afraid of. And then uh, could have pursued a number of remedies that are available now that were not available when I was diagnosed with stage 4 prostate cancer. And I opted to have my prostate taken out by robotic surgery. What a mistake. So I have no idea what they did to um, Secretary of Defense Lloyd Austin and Walter Reed Army Hospital. But I think we all recognize that he failed in his fiduciary responsibility to alert everybody. It's not like all of a sudden he just collapsed and hadn't had to be uh, uh, wheeled into the ICU or ER, or even then somebody should have alerted. But no, there was plenty of time. He just chose not to for whatever reason. And that uh, cannot be forgiven. Apparently, uh, Joe Biden only found out yesterday. But then again, he might have been told and he would have forgotten on previous days. But anyway, it's it's a hot mess. But you know what this does? This reminds me of a previous time. But so many of you, you glorify Ed Koch. I don't. Ed Koch was one of the worst mayors of the city of New York. Oh, no, he's one of the best. Wrong. Let me tell you what happened with uh, Ed Koch. Very simply. He appointed the first black police commissioner, who was Benjamin Ward. Let me tell you a little bit about Benjamin Ward, because uh, he wasn't born with a silver spoon in his mouth. It's not like, uh, you know, there was nepotism involved. He had gone to automotive high school right there in Greenpoint near McCarran Park. Uh, He went on to college. And Mayor John Lindsay, a failed mayor, designated Benjamin Ward as the traffic commissioner in 73. And he created the Brownies. It was actually good because uniformed traffic uh, controllers, a.k.a. Brownies, took to the streets and it freed hundreds of cops to go out there and do what cops do. But then... He was designated to run the Department of Corrections first for Ed Koch when he first got elected. And then by 1984, he became the police commissioner. Let me tell you about uh, Benjamin Ward and his failure. One of the most serious missing in action cases of a major American figure in the history of policing, in the history of government. It does not equal the disappearance of Lloyd Austin, Secretary of Defense. But it was super serious, and he should have been sacked, and Ed Koch didn't. Let me take you back. It was a rainy Palm Sunday night in 1984. I'll never forget it. Ten women and children were gunned down execution style at the house. Located in Brooklyn, 75th Precinct, East New York, the most active. It was a drug-related massacre that still stands as the largest mass murder in the city's history. The guy who eventually got caught for it, Christopher Thomas. 
Now, we talk about people being released now, right? Recently, a guy who had killed a cop when he stopped a fare evasion in Columbus Circle. They released this cop killer who has gone out and committed four more crimes. And people are rightfully outraged. You know, Justin Ellick, that Christopher Thomas was eventually released. It wasn't triple life without parole. He was released from jail after executing 10 women and children in East New York on Palm Sunday. At a press conference the following day, Commissioner Ben Ward was nowhere to be seen, nowhere to be found. The highest-ranking official in the NYPD was incommunicado. No cell phones at that time. But people were saying, hey, where's the police commissioner? Koch wouldn't say anything. The other police brass wouldn't say anything. It turns out, Justin, he was on a bender, a drinking bender with a floozy, a hooker who was his mistress in the Beltway in the Washington, Maryland, Virginia area. And that fact was covered up by Mayor Ed Koch and everyone else at the highest echelon of the police department. It was only revealed a year later by newspaper reporter for Newsday, Leonard Levitt. And then they couldn't deny it any longer. And when Ed Koch was confronted with that fact that this guy had been out there hanging out with a floozy, missing in action for days and days and days. Again, the worst serial killing that has ever occurred in New York City. Ten women and children shot in the head, dead. Christopher Thomas, sentenced, out there in the street somewhere, could be your neighbor. That's a triple outrage, right? And you know what Ed Koch said a year later? When he had covered this up, he said, Benjamin Ward is the greatest police commissioner ever in the history of the police department dating back to Teddy Roosevelt, who formed this. But that's not the worst thing about Benjamin Ward. I would be remiss if I didn't point out that in 1972, and I passed the mosque from time to time on 102nd and East 116th Street in Harlem, the location of the old mosque. No longer there. Patrolman Philip Cardillo and Vito Navarro responded to a 1013. That was a nation of Islam mosque where Malcolm X used to preach. Upon arriving inside, they were ambushed by 15 to 20 men, one of whom, according to the ballistics report, shot Cardillo at point-blank range. Most of the police were forced out of the mosques mosque and locked out, leaving a dying Cardillo and officers Victor Padilla and Ivan Negron locked inside. Police eventually managed to break down the door and witnessed a man named Lewis, 17 ex Dupree, standing over Cardillo with a gun in hand. But before Dupree could be taken into custody, screwy Louis Farrakhan and Charles Rangel arrived at the scene threatening a riot if Dupree was not released. Just as the police forensics unit was about to seal off the crime scene, they were ordered out of the mosque by the police brass. Outside, a mob had overrun the street and overturned the police cruiser. 
Benjamin Ward released the 16 suspects. He had been sent down there by Mayor John Jelly Belly Lindsay, an action for which he was later criticized by a grand jury. He also apologized in front of everybody to screwy Louis Louis Farrakhan for violating an agreement that the police would not enter the mosque. Justin Ellick, he was the first major police official to take a knee. He took a knee in front of screwy Louis Farrakhan. And some of you out there, oh, Ed Koch, great mayor. No way. No way. When this guy was missing in action, the worst killing ever in the city of New York, he covered it up, and then when it was exposed... He said, no, Benjamin Ward stays my police commissioner. He's the greatest police commissioner of all time since Teddy Roosevelt invented formal policing in the city of New York. What a double shanda. What a double disgraziata. And how many of you gave him a pass for that, huh? So when I hear Secretary of Defense Austin missing in action for five days, you know what my knee-jerk reaction is? That was Benjamin Ward. And a year later, when it was exposed, you know what he said he was? An asthmatic. He was having asthma problems, and he had to go to an ICU and an ER. Lies, lies, lies. And so many of you out there listening gave both of them a pass. Check this out. It's the Riff and Read featuring Curtis Lewa. Talk Radio 77 WABC. Now to the Bernard McGurk Studios of 77 WABC and Curtis Lewa. Curtis doesn't know about you, but he rips and reads. This is the Rip and Read. Snyder. You know, what's good about Dee Snyder is he doesn't care if you're left wing, right wing, or right down the middle. He's pleased if you will use the song. That is the battle cry. Well, Trump has used it. The Trumpers, the MAGA people, left wingers have used it. I've used it. But we are at the point with Floyd Bennett Field, we're not going to take it anymore. All right, enough of the song here, Wrong Way, Lou Rufino. You remember when you were lost going in the wrong direction on Flatbush Avenue for one of our, uh, I think it was our second rally, that I and Sid Rosenberg co-hosted right at the entrance of the National Gateway Park Federal Preserve, Floyd Benefield, where they don't allow for housing anywhere in the country. A uh, separate major exception was made for Floyd Bennett Field, and boy, all sides should be regretting it now. 
Did I not warn everybody back in May, Justin Alec, you remember? And I said that Eric Adams, swagger man with no plan, has already met with Kathy Crimewave Holcomb, the governor, and they're planning to put tents into uh, Floyd Bennett Field. It was May. Many of you were listening. Thankfully, uh, Sid Rosenberg allowed me to walk the gangplank, make that statement, because there was a deluge, a deluge of negative response that went all the way upstairs to the man, John Katsimatidis. They gave him cauliflower ear from all different ports of call. What the hell is he talking about? He's making it up. And that was the first of many in which I confronted forces, both pro and con, my own fellow Republicans, Democrats, whatever the issue is. If they're wrong, they're wrong. And it just so happens, like back then, to this day, I have rats who work for the city of New York. They eat the Parmesan cheese. I had six. Justin, I'm down to five. One recently retired, took the package, and guess where he is headed? Florida. (laughs) <laughs> he he couldn't leave fast enough. He had his house up for a listing, and he got a price, and it wasn't the price he wanted, but he just got the hell out of Dodge because in our conversations, he said to me, Curtis, I just can't believe the idiocy, the lack of harmony and coordination in City Hall where everybody waits around all day waiting for the Mashiach to be uh, talking to God so that God can tell Eric Adams what to do. I kid you not. He said there's paralysis in all the departments. They don't make a move unless they get a green light from Eric Adams, swagger man with no plan, mayor of the illegal aliens. And that's why so many mistakes are made. So many mistakes are made. So I had the city councilwoman from the Rockaways, Broad Channel, Howard Beach, Ozone Park area, Joanne Ariola, who came on with Sid Rosenberg, basically said, I don't, I don't take any advice from a talk radio show host. Hey, excuse me, I was your candidate for mayor. Oh, that's right, you didn't support me. You supported Eric Adams. <laughs> you don't think I know? And continued to lambaste me in the community until finally there was an announcement with a lot of bells and whistles, the federal government had finally given the right of usage to the federal park. They'd never done that before in the history of the Parks Department. Finally gave Kathy Crime Wave Holcomb and Eric Adams, swagger man with no plan, the right to put tents on runway 19. And if you remember, I was out there doing the first videos. Remember that, Justin Ellick and Way Lou Rafino with... Uh, Michael and Thomas, uh, Tom uh, Sullivan, Sullivan's first in war, first in peace, uh, from the point, Breezy Point, and others who joined me from Brooklyn. And we watched when they were preparing to put in the first peg for the tent. And it sprung water underneath because it's a flood zone. Now, I had watched over in Creedmoor when they put the first pegs into the ground for the tents there. The pegs went right in the ground. I had watched in Randall's Island when they put the pegs in the ground and went right into the ground. Not in Floyd Menon Field. It sprung water. 
So they had to bring in these massive cinder blocks so they could anchor the tents to the cinder blocks with the understanding that these tents, at at their best, could survive only under a 35-mile-per-hour wind factor. Anything more than that, the danger was the tents would collapse. And the city of New York knew that. And all of a sudden, Eric Adams, swagger man with no plan, showed up very late last night after going up to Albany with a tin can in his hand and once again coming back from Albany with belly button land. Nice photo op, you know, with the crook Carl Hasty, Speaker of the Assembly, with uh, Cousin Stewart, who's in charge of the veto-proof uh, state senate, and Kathy Crime Wave Holcomb, but got no money. So he shows up. And he ends up going into the gymnasium and auditorium at Madison High School where they had moved the 2,000 illegal aliens out. And let's uh, listen to the guy who's in charge of the Office of Emergency Management. You know, the other day, Joe Esposito passed away. I can't say it enough. When uh, Comrade Bill de Blasio, the part-time mayor, the dope from Park Slope, was mayor. He single-handedly destroyed the city that we love. Joe Esposito was his director of the Office of Emergency Management. He fired him. He needed an excuse because he had a snowstorm, seven inches alone, and he had Kathy Garcia, sanitation commissioner, not prepared, didn't even know what a tertiary street was. It was chaos in the streets. Joe Esposito was away on vacation, and he blamed him. And eventually he fired him. Joe Esposito epitomized what a director of the Office of Emergency Management should do. This new guy, this pisher, this schmendry, just listening to his voice makes my skin crawl. Zach Isco, listen to what he had to say yesterday as he hit the panic button. We are doing this out of an abundance of caution, and we're not going to take risks with families, with children, or with anybody in our care. <sighs> That's not the right cut. You see that, uh, Justin Alec, we labored to surgically put together a cut that had exactly what I wanted. But again, hey, what can I say? You know, I ordered prime meat at the butcher shop, and I got a slab of choice but anyway let it go let it go we're done with that so eric adams shows up late at night you got two thousand illegal aliens spread out in the assembly hall and you got uh, them put into the gymnasium do me a favor for just that one i never graduated anywhere i need that the graduation song please i need the feeling of finally being able to graduate because I never had the opportunity to actually walk in a graduation line, not in elementary school, not in junior high school, and not in Brooklyn Prep because they kicked me out in my senior year. Please, a little pomp and circumstance. So I'll, I'll, I'll feel better instead of wanting to strangle uh, Justin Ellick right here. Oh, my God. Do you know that um, Madison High School, where these illegals were stored overnight, And uh, today, no kids are able to go to school. If they're going to have any school, they have to take their lessons uh, at at home, you know, like they did in the lockdown and the pandemic. 
But there are some illustrious alumni uh, who, uh, I guess you could call them uh, infamous, or you could call them famous. First and foremost is Chuck E. Cheese Schumer. Chuck E. Cheese Schumer, the schmuck, the putz, who has helped destroy this country and has promoted the illegal alien invasion uh, into America. Then Bernie, the Altacaca Sanders, yes, he went to Madison High School. Oh, what a disaster. He's not only encouraged the invasion of illegal aliens, but he wants the Palestinians brought over like uh, the queen of the socialists, AOC, all-out crazy, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, also wants. Bring over the Palestinians. Bring them over from Hamas. Bring them over. From Fatah, bring him over from Islamic Jihad. Oh, is that crazy? But you know, as a remedy, Andrew Dice Clay was a graduate of Madison High School. Yes, just two blocks away on Quentin Road, our own Sid Rosenberg grew up. But he didn't go to Madison, no. He went to Poly Prep Day School. He was a booker boy in a shoe. He never had that experience. You know who else went to Madison High School? Sonny Fox of Wonderama. Oh, my God, the entertainment. Fly Williams. Fly Williams, who would be on a basketball court with, uh, oh, man, and just chuck that ball up there. Ended up going to Austin Pay College. I think he scored like 90 ta- 92 points a game. But where did he learn his skills? Basketball team at Madison High School. Frank Torrey, brother of Joe Torrey, who had a great career. And then Carol King. Wow, we got Judge Judy. Yes, Judge Judy Shinlin. Shinlin? Shin- no, not Shinler. Yeah, Judge Judy. Everybody knows Judge Judy. She went to Madison High School. Oh my God, as did uh, Justice Ginsburg. And just a phenomenal Martin Landau. Yes, Martin Landau. Boy, it's all coming to me now. What a infamous and famous group of alumni. Enough. We're running out of time. Well, we keep going on and on and on and on. But now think of it. We are at an impasse. Tomorrow I'm going to have to take over this process. Because I was asked to sit on the sidelines. I was told, oh, the politicians, you know, they're, they're in court. They're going to try to block the mayor from continuing on in Floyd Bennett Field. Uh, and I was told that this would be an effective lawsuit like Staten Island's. I knew from day one it was dead on arrival. So tomorrow at 3 o'clock. Yes, Justin Ellick, I'm asking everybody out there, whether you're in the Rockaways, the Irish River area, or through Brooklyn or anywhere else, join me on the corner of Avenue U, Flatbush Avenue, in the shadow of King's Plaza. Because clearly there are both sides now, those who want to bring in even more migrants, legal aid and coalition of homeless, who are saying, the illegal aliens should not be housed in the tents in Floyd Bennett Field. And obviously all of us who warn them, it's a floodplain. It's not going to work. And I am going to lead the effort to fold the tents and remove the illegal aliens. It's bad for the illegal aliens. It's bad for the community. The illegal aliens have been shoplifting in Kings Plaza. They've been going door to door begging. 
They're blocking streets. They always have a a child that they use as a prop to try to get more money. It's just going to get worse and worse. They had cars that were unregistered with no plates. They've got Vespas. They got motorbikes unregistered. Nobody, nobody is following the rules. There is absolutely no enforcement. And we're taking it to Eric Adams, Swagger Man with No Plan. So join me tomorrow, Thursday, 3 o'clock at the corner of Avenue U and Flatbush, right in the shadow of Kings Plaza, where we start the movement to take back Floyd Bennett Field and turn it in to the federal park that it has been for so many of us growing up. It's the Rip and Read. Talking about featuring Curtis Lewa. Talk Radio 77 WABC. Talking about this is the Rip and Read featuring Curtis Lewa. Now to the Bernard McGurk Studios of 77 WABC and Curtis Lewa. Broken glass everywhere. People pissing on the fridge. You know they just don't care. I can't take the smell. Can't take the noise. Got no money to move out. I guess I got no choice. Rats in the front room. Roaches in the back. Junkies in the alley with the baseball bat. I tried to get away, but I couldn't get far. Because a man with the touch of repossessed my car. Don't push me. Because I'm close to the edge. I'm trying not to lose my head. <laughs> it's like a jungle sometimes. It makes me wonder how I keep from going under. Standing on the front stoop, hanging out the window, watching all the cars go by, roaring as the breezes blow. A crazy lady living in a bag, eating out of garbage pails, used to be a fag. The greatest the rap song ever created, Grandmaster Flash, Furious Five in the Bronx. A few years after I started the Guardian Angels in 1979. But it paints the picture of what it was and now what we're going back to. You know, Eric Adams, swagger man with no plan, decided that he was going to spend millions and millions of dollars to do rat mitigation. And in the past year, he was crowing. He had a new rat zarina at $150,000 a year. A uh, woman of no consequence. You haven't seen her since. And it turns out that the rat population is up by 8%. Even after we spent gazillions, millions and millions of dollars. Did you see that uh, viral video on TikTok, uh, Justin Ellick? Seven million hits. You've seen me on my social networking. I have uh, homeless people all the time that I posted who live in the subway, like trolls. Many of them under uh, a blanket or under newspaper, whatever they can do to fend off the elements. So this uh, gentleman was at the end of the platform. He was under a blanket. A person approached and was filming with his cell phone. And one, two, three rats ran out from under the blanket. And then the guy asked the guy, how you doing? How you doing? He moved slightly and an army of rats ran out and in uh, to the uh, tunnel. This is what New York City has become. And Eric Adams was obsessed with dealing with the rats. He made this like the number one priority. I hate 
rats. 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 I hate rats. I hate rats. I hate rats. I hate rats. Let me tell you how scared I am of rats. The rats may be listening. I'm terrified of rats. All of you are scared of rats, too. I had a real rat infestation. Rats are everywhere. We were feeding rats. Those rats use it as perfume. Trust me, you got rats. We were creating an environment where rats felt comfortable. See one scurrying down the block. We want to get rid of rats. We're going to kill rats. Kill some rats. Killing rats. Called me a murderer because I was killing rats. Kill rats. And you see a rat and say, okay, you guys failed. The guy blackmailed me. He said, I know you're scared of rats. Rats do not run the city. Rats don't run our city. You can be the rats off. Fighting crime, fighting inequality and fighting rats fighting rats if you're not scared of rats you are you are really you're my hero should have been me right i'm not afraid of rats two-legged rats four-legged rats and i went to the townhouse at eric adams homes that has been cited for rat infestation now close to half a dozen times in which He's had to go to court, believe it or not. He wouldn't even settle. He, and it's not me. It's not me. He blamed his neighbors. Trust me, I was there. It's him. And I offered to resolve the problem there in bed on Lafayette Avenue with two feral cats. And at first he was open to it and then told me basically by phone, go F yourself. Get the hell off my property. Okay. And then to add insult to injury, a year ago at his state of the city address, he was pumping out his chest and he told the assembled electeds and appointed officials that you could forget Curtis Sliwa. Hiring our new Red Czar and it won't be Curtis Sliwa will be just the beginning of a new era and delivering the best in public service and public spaces. So he dissed and dismissed me, and now a year later, 8% more rats, infestation on the rise, and nobody has seen the rats arena. Friday, you don't want to miss it. A man who could have been the mayor, Anthony Weiner, who's on left versus right, which it appears now to be with John Casamantini, Saturdays from 4 to 5. I will tell the story of what happened, Justin Ellick and Wrong Way Lou Rufino. James Flippin is very interested. Yesterday, that Udiscraziata, that Shanda, Bill de Blasio was here to do a podcast with Suzanne Miller. Apparently, he was putting on the Esquire black shoe polish when Anthony Weiner walked in and they had words. They had words. And on Friday, I will relate to you uh, how this feud has just about blown up from where it was years ago. Wiener would have beaten de Blasio if he hadn't imploded personally. And de Blasio knows it. We'll never, ever forget it. 